are here for a reason. Breaking down the brotherhood, one prayer at a time. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion, get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here for a reason. Hey everyone, welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. I'm the host of the show. The tagline of the show is live right in the real world where today it's we will show you the real world, both visible and invisible, and then you decide how to live in it. Uh, this is, I, I consider this to be somewhat of a special presentation. I'm going to say buckle up because there's going to be some twists and turns in this particular episode, and it's going to cover quite a few topics I'm guessing. And, uh, and I'm going to have a really special message towards the end, but let me just tell you how this came about. Uh, first of all, I reached out to a person. His name is John Brisson. His show is called we've read the docs, and you can find him on YouTube at 1 Timothy 6, uh, verses 20 and 21. That's actually the title of his YouTube channel. And I found him about six months ago. Uh, I've watched a few of his shows, and he really is a gifted researcher. And that was the purpose of me reaching out. And and plus, you know, Guys like us are kind of on a, a little bit of islands. We're not organized like all the other people. And I reached out to him, and during the, we had a great conversation. And during that conversation, I mentioned a video that I had just seen. I'll talk a little bit more about it before we get to it. And I was so furious. And later after our conversation, I texted him back, and I just said, you know what, would you come on and do this show with me. And lo and behold, John is here. John, welcome to Right On Radio, my friend. Jeff, it's a pleasure to be here, brother. You know, there you've covered a lot of topics that that I have. We, we do them in a different way. Uh, your premise has been you've read the documents and you really are a great researcher where I'm more of a read-between-the-lines guy, <laughs> you know, with so... <laughs> Uh, I think it's going to be very complimentary today. Yes, ho- hopefully, yes, and hopefully it's edifying to the Lord and uh, to your listeners. And um, you know, it's 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 we might be entering in or might be in the grand illusion that was sp- spoke about uh, within uh, Scripture. And um, you know, it's 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 a very trying time as well, too, um, which most people hopefully draw closer to the Lord instead of uh, uh, away from Him. Uh, because he is our strength and who we rely on. Um, but, you know, what we're going to cover today uh, may surprise some people. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. So, <laughs> Yeah. And and probably in about 10 minutes or so, uh, a lot of my longtime listeners, well, I'll just, uh, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, George and Jesse from the Reveal Report, because it was a show that I was told that I needed to watch. And I don't watch that show because quite honestly, uh, John, and I, I'm just going to be honest with my, with my listeners. Um, I think the show really is an advertisement for the occult. 
and they they put in a, a lot of Christianese thing. And, and listen, I'm not judging them. I'm not saying they're bad, uh, but <laughs> there's uh, there's definitely some things going on there. And I'm going to expose one of them. But the topic really came from that particular video. But before we get into that, um, we're going to talk about someone named A.A. Allen. Now, A.A. Allen was a traveling revival uh, guy back in the 50s, 60s, and, you know, well, really for about 30 years. And he would travel with 10 tractor trailers, big tent revivals. He'd go to about 10 towns uh, in a year, but he would stay in every town for about three to three and a half weeks in my estimation until the town was out of money. <laughs> and uh, because you can see the techniques that are used and everything. And, and this is really important for you to know, but it's also important, John, because, and you said this just early, just before we came on air, that even though these guys are charlatans, at least appear to be charlatans, mm -hmm. The Lord can move, and he uses, because when the Lord's name is called upon, the Lord still shows up. Yeah, very much so. I don't remember exactly which uh, Pauline uh, letter it is, and I'll try to pull up the scripture, uh, where, you know, Paul, you know, discusses that, you know, people who preach the gospel, whether it could be people like A.A. Allen, uh, you know, preaching it for um, not to honor God, obviously, uh, but instead to preach it for uh, monetary gain, um, that, you know, the gospel is still, uh, you know, being preached, you know, especially, you know, when they're reading from the Bible, uh, and yeah. that people can get saved in those ministries. And we're supposed to rejoice that those people are saved. We're not supposed to cross our arms, you know, and and there is, you know, obviously we are supposed to call out false teachers and false doctrines, obviously. That's what we're called to do. Um, but, you know, there is, we can't be upset if anybody getting, I mean, there's people who have gotten saved, listen to Joel Osteen. Uh, you know, and then they end up, you know, you know, coming out of, you know, Joel Cena or Kenneth Copeland, for example, oh. uh, you know, and, 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 you know, and though, you know, I, I think Kenneth Copeland's a modern day devil in a lot of, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, but, but, but there are people that, you know, when he is reading from the Bible and they hear the gospel, right, they become born again, right? And so it's like people there, you know, there's people that become born again, despite of the Catholic church, for example, that hopefully leave the Catholic church, obviously, uh, you know, and so it, it does happen. Um, but um, we still have to be, you know, weary and discuss, you know, certain things that, you know, false preachers like A.A. Allen did, you know, and one of them, like you mentioned, as far as fleecing the congregation out of money, you know, pro the prosperity gospel, at least in modern times, uh, and the way that it's presented, uh, A.A. Allen was a pioneer of that. Uh, yeah. During the 40s and the 50s, you know, which we know is completely false. We know Christians go through trials and tribulations and testing uh, uh, that, you know, the God as a loving father uh, would do to his children. Right. And so we, you know, when we pray to God, sometimes an answer to our prayers, no, we don't get everything a little heart desires. And not to say that a person who's a Christian can't be blessed monetarily. We do get monetary blessings and everything, but it's not. It shouldn't be our intention to always be rich, first of all. And second, you know, again, sowing seeds to these prosperity gospel ministers instead of using that money 
uh, to either, you know, make sure our bills are paid or, no. you know, making sure that we have rent or food on the table. You well, know, it's or praying even, on the weak, isn't yes, it? Yes. You know, the people who so. need the miracle. Yes. Or, um, you know, um, uh, you know, donating that money to more uh, causes that glorify God. You know, all those things are important. Right. But a lot of but a lot of these um, um, prosperity preachers, they say, well, you know, if you if you sow a seed, you know, you're going to get your money back and more. Right. You know, and it's pretty much just attention magic. As a former New Ager, I see it law of attraction, which is not even a law. It's it's fake. Uh, you know, to think that our will could ever supersede God's will, uh, you know, that we can, as Kenneth Copeland says, you know, we can, as little gods, we can make God do our bidding, you know, by yeah, saying it, the right but, incantations is silly. You but know? but they're talking about their God, their small G yes. God, and they do answer true. prayers too, right? <laughs> that is true. Yes. Uh, and so if everything's going right in your life all the time and there is no chastisement and there is no growth, you might want to uh, test the spirit, as John said, and look with, you know, within yourself and really, you know, you know, work out your salvation through fear and trembling, you know, because you'll see with a lot of people like A.A. Allen where he ended up dying from alcoholism and liver failure. Now, I'm not saying that Christians can't struggle with sins in their lives, and some it does cause their death. We know there are carnal Christians uh, uh, where that is the case, uh, you know, but for him, there's a lot of rotten fruit that was bored, you know, born through A.A. Allen, you know, and so to me, I just caution, you know, he would not be someone who I would say is my, you know, preacher or teacher. I think he was a false preacher. Uh, you know, um, but and so maybe that alcoholism was, uh, you know, because of his dishonesty, dishonesty, maybe it was eating at him. Maybe he knew the scripture. Maybe I don't know. Um, but, you know, it, it's sad. No matter what, it's tragic for the people that loved him and followed him and his family around him, no matter what. So. You know what? You When you said that, uh, that, you know, as Paul said, you know, be thankful because the you see the power of the word of God goes out and you bring up such a great point. Chris, some Christians, if they have openings in their lives, but they're still in the word, the word has power <laughs> and you never know what happens. So I, but I want to talk about the techniques a little bit and I'm going to play, I'm going to fast forward live during this clip, but I just want to set it up. This is because he was not only a prosperity guy, he had a healing ministry and everything else, and uh, this is a very famous one. He's got many famous clips, uh, but this is the Monkey Boy Miracle. Just watch this, and, and so for those of you who are listening uh, only, uh, you're going to hear him describe it, but there's this little tiny black boy that obviously, you know, there's, there's some things that aren't right about it, about him, not about it, about him. He's a person. Um, and, uh, well, he brings him on stage and this is what happens. Take his coat off. Look at this child. Six years old. Can't walk. Helpless. Look at him. Oh, my God. I see this little baby. How many would like to see this poor little kitty healed tonight? Look at that. Oh, my God. Did you ever see anything like it in your life? 
Yeah, Tony. Oh, whatever pain. <laughs> oh, Jesus, make him normal. Make him whole. Let him walk. Let him talk. In Jesus' mighty name, I ask for the glory of God. Make him normal in Jesus' name. Fine. Fine. Lord Jesus, oh, these legs what? hold him up tonight. <laughs> Let these legs hold him up tonight, Jesus. Oh, God. And then they stand him up. Now, this clip, if you notice, there was quite a few edits not including what I skipped forward because the actual video is he parades this kid around for about 25 minutes. Okay? It's a show. It's a show. And it's, now, and gonna... it's, it's tragic. Uh, you know, I mean, I myself had a disabled son who passed, you know, passed away. Um, and just to see that, you know, it's, it's, it's a mockery. It's a mockery of God. It's a mockery of, uh, of, you know, disabilities in the child, you know, himself, um, you know, and, and it's, 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 I, I, I'm no cessationist. I believe the laying in laying of hands and God, you know, does the healing. I believe that, you know, uh, that, that does occur even still to this day. Okay. But there are people like A.A. Allen that make a mockery of that, make a mockery of scripture, make a mockery of, of what, um, uh, you know, what, it, what, is, what is true within the word of God, uh, of, 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 of miraculous healings that occur. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's, 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 you see it today. You still see it today. Um, and I just wanted to read the scripture real quick. It's from Philippians 1. Uh, where Paul writes, uh, some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincere, sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Jesus Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yeah, and will rejoice. For I know that this... Uh, shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Um, you know, and so it's just to, to see the mockery of healing. And today within the NAR, Jeff, you have healing rooms, oh, yeah. right? Where a person, I mean, I'm a former new ager uh, that's saved by God's grace, you know, by, by seeing, you know, I can see it like people going in there and they're writing out their entire, um, life story right they're writing out like everything that has happened to them and reliving their trauma and everything like that and then and then they're giving them to people that most of the time they don't even know truly who they are right and then you know they have various modalities within those healing rooms that most would be considered not to be christian right uh you have weird sound therapies and tones and and sometimes even crystal healing and stuff like that and everything and and uh and and i'm not saying that we're not supposed to confess our sins to one another right that's how uh fellow brothers and sisters in christ can keep each other held each other accountable um but that's not what's going on here it's almost especially in some of these nar mega churches it almost seems like some sort of blackmail uh dossier that they can have over you uh <laughs> you know and, and, and so i mean this is what 
you know, A.A. Allen did with his quote-unquote healing ministry, you're seeing that rotten fruit today as in what's occurring in the NAR. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's all about experience, 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 right? Come mm-hmm. and experience God. And uh, and then, you know, people, it's hard to go back to just reading the Bible after having these Kundalini experiences. Like the devil is very cunning. But I want to show the next clip. And this is, uh, so A.A. A. Allen also, and we're going to get into his connections after this clip. <laughs> it's going to get wild, folks. This is going to get wild. Um, but he had a half an hour TV program as well. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so at the beginning of his TV program, he has a beautiful choir and stuff like that. And they sing some great praise songs, good, good singers. And then he pulls out in this particular clip, John, he's, uh, he's pulling out, you know, letters that are sent to him about how the occult is on the rise. And he's, reading off all these different articles about occult happening in the uh, thing. And you know what? We do that too. Uh, there's a lot uh, of similarities. So I, I obviously caught knowing what I'm talking about here, but I want to show you the technique. So he's listed off all these things, and I'm going to give you two examples here. They're just going to be both quick. But I'm going to pick it up. So this is 13 minutes into his 30-minute show. And listen to this. Without God. This, to me, is an evident sign that witchcraft is on the revival increase. I've never seen the time when so many people are being brought into my meetings, especially since I have just published this book. Is being read by hundreds of thousands of people titled Witchcraft, Wizards, and Witches. It has opened the eyes of multitudes across the nation. And they're beginning to realize now that witches, wizards, and witchcraft is of the devil. And according to the Bible, the Bible condemns it. Can you say yes with me? Now, here is what the Bible says. And he does a good Bible reading here, John. But let me fast forward to the next time because he, uh, he continues on basically with the sales pitch. This entire half-hour program, if you know the techniques, is devoted to selling this book. And I'll just pick it up right about here. Um, and he goes into the second pitch at the end of his show for his book. But he says something really key and i want you to listen for it he got put in jail for that why because her masters could no longer make any money off of that foolish damsel she didn't have any devil so she couldn't tell anybody's fortune so a witch is one who's supposed to have supernatural powers from a compact with the devil means to be witch or a charm a wizard one who is supposed to have magical powers from alliance with evil spirits or a sorcerer. Right for this book. Witchcraft, wizards, and witches. It'll set you free in your home. Our mailing address, the Allen Revival Telecast. Did you catch that, John? The book will set you free. Not Jesus Christ. 
who came to free the captives of sin and death. Not, you know, just reading scripture and hearing, because, you know, faith comes from hearing the word of God, right? No, 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 no. His book, Witchcraft, Wizards, and, and Wizards, that will set you free. Just got to get it. Just got to send your money in, and you'll be delivered uh, immediately just from reading his book. Not having faith, not any of that stuff, just reading it, and you'll be delivered. And, and you know what? This is probably a good time to tell the audience, if you send John and I money, um, we'll pray for you to be delivered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you see a lot of that nowadays, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's just, you see it time and time again with the modern um, word of faith movement, right? You know, you see like with A.A. Allen, you have, um, I don't know how many untold false teachings, right? You have the prosperity gospel, you have um, word of faith, word of faith, you have um, kind of like. I don't want to necessarily say like, like fake healing because some people probably were healed, but some I think people will get healed. Yeah, but I think you know there was a lot of um, misdirection as well too, right? Um, and um, you know, and so you could kind of say like, a, like a, I don't know, like 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 a better word, it's like a false healing ministry to some degree, uh, you know. And 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 it's 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 it, you know. God was able to use A.A. Allen's sins. You know, he was still preaching the gospel. He was able to use his sinful ministry for people still to get saved. It doesn't, mm -hmm. and it's not us saying what A.A. Allen was doing was doing was right at all. We're not saying that at all. But we're saying that God, obviously, and this is taught, you know, well within the Bible, can take, you know, the sinful actions that we do and can turn them to his greater glory and to his will. Okay, and that was definitely happening with A. Allen and other false teachers as well, too. Um, you know, you could see how his teachings were taken to people like Kenneth Copeland today, for example. Um, you know, you can see there's very a lot of similarities between him and A. A. Allen. Um, a lot of similar similarities between A. A. Allen and um, uh, Peter Popoff. Uh, you know, and 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 I mean, I understand that there's. Again, we're, you and I, we don't deny the supernatural side of things, okay? We're not cessationists. We're not, you know, supernatural, you know, deniers. But, however, everything isn't supernatural. There is a physical exist existence that we live in. There are certain explanations sometimes from a carnal standpoint that also exist too as well. You can go too far. You can have a... You know, a Calvinist, a Satanist Calvinist that believes there's no supernatural, right? But then you can have a hyper-spiritualist Pentecostal that believes everything's supernatural. And you and I have talked about this, you know, on air. You know, the Bible, there's a balance between that. You know, yes, we're at war with powers and principalities, but, you know, if I, if, 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 if I stub my toe, yeah, maybe there could be a demonic influence that led me to do that. Or it could just be because I got up too fast in the dark and stubbed my toe too as well. You know, so. right. So let's talk about AA's connections, and that'll bring us to uh, after this video. It'll bring us to the one that really sparked this whole thing. I, and this one, I'm not going to play the whole thing. You mentioned is alcoholism and stuff like that, so I can skip over that part. But there's one thing that is slipped in in this video, and it goes by really quick if you don't catch it. Okay. So I want you to listen. So this is from. Uh, William Branham Historical Research. This is John Collins, and John Collins is the grandson 
of William Branham. And uh, with John, with William Branham, you know, I featured him quite a bit in the Mass Deception series that I did and stuff like that, kind of giving the origins of the NAR is what I what I was doing, John, and, uh, mm -hmm. and the deception and that. So uh, John here was on tour with his grandfather uh, and saw it firsthand, and now he's cleaning things up. But in this case, he's talking about A.A. A. Allen, and there's a couple real interesting nuggets in here that are going to be important for you, the listener, to catch to understand where this show is going today. In 1965, the FBI's legal attaché in London opened an active investigation into A.A. Allen's fraudulent claims in his healing revivals. Several members of Parliament in London received letters of complaints during a three-month series of revivals. The letters were forwarded to the British Home Office, and London Metropolitan Police opened an active investigation into Allen's claims. It was then Whoa, hmm. YouTube doesn't do that very often. Okay, hold on. Again, maybe it could be spiritual warfare. Maybe it could just be some sort of internet hiccup. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, hold on. Let me get back to it. Actually, you know what? I'll skip that video. Oh, it came back. As soon as I ended the share screen, wouldn't you know it? Let me continue. Sorry for the hiccup there, but there is something important that's said here. ...learned that Allen had a criminal record back in the United States, with convictions and charges ranging from several alcohol-related charges to tax evasion. An unnamed informant in one of Allen's 1959 revivals sent information to the FBI that Allen had staged fake healings in his revivals in Texas. Allen apparently planted people in the healing lines that would hobble to the altar and suddenly pretend to be healed. Allen's fake healing gimmick was apparently very profitable. According to the FBI report, A.A. Allen had been in litigation over unpaid taxes. Allen owed $350,000, which was approximately the same amount that William Branham apparently owed. Interestingly, A.A. Allen's FBI file also included a request for J. Edgar Hoover to open an investigation into Anton LaVey and the first organized Church of Satan. Did you catch that? Hmm. So, the, oh, hold on. Oh, sorry. I cut it off too quick. So the FBI in the A.A. In the a. A. Allen file also had a note to open up an investigation into Anton LaVey's Church of Satan. Now, just hear one more thing here. I'm going to play it right now. The FBI had not yet opened an active investigation into LaVey, but did have correspondence between the A.A. Allen revivals and the Church of Satan, and also had... They had correspondence between the A.A. Allen and the Church of Satan. Now, I, I will say that there are videos now they're trying to rewrite history and say that A.A. Uh, a. Allen actually wasn't a drunk and he was killed and there was a contract. They injected alcohol the into his into his uh, bloodstream. Yeah, yeah. That, that, so, but the thing is, it's all the NAR guys saying that now. Uh, and now, John, the name of your show is We've Read the Documents. 
on screen is an FBI stamped document with all of this. Well, I guess the FBI could be lying. Uh, that we always have to uh, have to state that, but nonetheless, it does kind of line up um, with what we know of the um, beginnings of NAR or the Latter Rain movement. Um, you know, which I guess would be before NAR. Uh, yeah. we, you know, we, it, it does seem about right through their through. You know, if anybody knows of those, and I guess one last thing I forgot to mention about A.A. Allen too was that he was trying to do um uh he was trying to do resurrections very similar to uh Bethel Church uh in that um he was um uh you know uh, actually uh trying to um raise money and quote unquote faith so that people's loved ones could be resurrected uh, from the death, very similar to what Bill Johnson did with Olive, right? As sad, as tragic as that was, uh, you know? And so, I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. We all know that, okay? They keep redoing the same things over and over and over again. Um, but, I mean, it's just... it's. No, it doesn't he, surprise me to find out that there was correspondence between him and Church of Satan. And maybe it was greater than just correspondence, brother. Maybe, uh, or maybe he was telling them, you know, I'm coming after you. We don't know. I don't know the man's heart and the information isn't in there. But there there was something that I really didn't know, and it's a guy I've been following and hitting quite a bit. But you have information about, oh, sorry, it's not A.A. Allen. It's it's his son-in-law or son-in-law that, uh, so I'll get, we'll get back to that. Okay. Now, let me bring on a little clip of this video. Now, you were not familiar with, with these people, John, at all. And, I, and I'm and i going to play just a, a short clip, very short, um, from the Reveal Report. And now, this is important for everyone to understand. Um, this particular thing, and... and I was told on the weekend after this video played that I needed to go watch this, and it's like pulling hair for me to watch it. But I watched it, and I was furious. And this is where this video is going to get a little bit exciting. But watch this. This is just the intro clip before they bring on the the guest. Uh this is George Iceman bringing on his co-host, Jesse Zaboder. And I just want you to listen to their words. Now, bear in mind, this is October 27th, a Friday night of 2023. Listen to this. Jesse, hi, welcome to the show. Hey. It's Halloween weekend. I know. It's going to be a great show. What great topics. A great show, a great topic. We want to begin by warning everybody about tomorrow. Tomorrow is a full moon and an eclipse. And many of the occultists, ritualistic witches and warlocks and those that create spells will all be enchanting cantations and they'll be like trying to put negative energy out there. So you need to be careful. You need to be prayed up. Many go into spiritual battle by fasting and so forth. So we just want to put that out there. It's a big, big day tomorrow uh, for the um, 
the evil ones, I should say, because they don't look to do good things on full moons and uh, no. eclipses. They like to do bad things. But we're here to combat that. And we're going to talk right. about that right now. Let's bring out our guest. All right. So now, having heard that, it's going to be a full moon. And it was a spectacular full moon, John. I, I don't know if you saw it. It was clear night, the Saturday night. that he. So he was saying the evil ones will be out doing their things, conjuring and stuff like that. But for weeks ahead of this, George was advertising his event for the next day, Saturday. So he's saying this on the Friday. And what was George doing the next day that he was warning everyone about? I'm going to read verbatim his advertisement from his event. And you just tell me what you think after hearing this. So he's hosting an event called Paranormal Ghost Stories, October 28th, 2023. Paranormal Ghost Stories, a new live show experience with real ghost stories, haunted items, spirit communication, and even a Victorian-style seance. Hosted by George... Iceman, a former occultist and paranormal investigator, George has traveled all over North America in his pursuit of supernatural and studied demonology and malevolent hauntings with famed ghost hunter Lorraine Warren from the Conjuring movie series. This show will showcase some of his cases and it will be held in a small setting, very intimate, with dim lighting and candles, everyone will have a front row seat as well. And then it goes on about, you know, uh, free parking. So everyone's going to have a front row seat. That makes me think of a circle. They're going to have enchanted items there. They're going to be telling real ghost stories, communicating with spirits, and even doing a seance. But he's warning people. To stay away from that. Which one is it, George? Yeah, I mean, that's all demonic. Uh, that's all forbidden by God the Father, obviously. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, communing with spirits is a form of divination, uh, which in the game of itself is witchcraft, which is forbidden. Uh, you know, and so to me, I mean... We shouldn't be shocked because, for example, when I went to look at the reveal report and I, you know, Iceman's uh, YouTube channel, I saw where uh, him and Jesse had interviewed Roseanne Barr, not once, but twice. Okay. Now, in of themselves, interviewing somebody who has different beliefs than you. Okay. That, that, that you know, that's, that's not a board again Christian. That 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 that's that's fine. Uh, you know, I I do a show with my friend Bill Ray Valentine, and and you know he has some you know uh, you know new age beliefs uh, you know uh, in, in blended in with you know uh, um, Christianese. But anytime he says something that goes against the word of God, you know I, I bring it up and I, I you know I speak loudly about it. Uh, you know, and 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 the thing is, is yeah, sometimes we interview parapolitical people that may or may not be Christians. They could be atheists. You know, they could be agnostic. You know, um, but having someone like Roseanne Baron, who I call her America's Talmudic grandmother, uh, who is strongly in the Q delusion, uh, who also, um, you know, believes in practices, the Kabbalah. Okay. Having her on 
and then not really pushing her back or asking her any questions on that at all when she openly professes that. I mean, she's a rabbi. She calls herself the world's worst rabbi, you know, with her behavior and how she acts. And she blasphemed God's name uh, at uh, Trump's rally uh, last night. Okay, I've done numerous shows on Roseanne Barr. Okay, and to have her on and then, you know, do a show later exposing the Kabbalah it doesn't sit right with me, Jeff. It and, just doesn't sit right with me. And, and Jesse, who's a chaplain, didn't challenge George on that statement at all. She smiled and waved. And I'm and I'm not coming after either of them. In fact, if you hold on to the end of the show, I'm going to give a special message to both George and Jesse. And I believe it's some wisdom from the Lord. Um, yeah, and the thing is, is we're just... We just want to make sure that people know of this because I'm not saying that we're all obviously we're not perfect. Um, and we, and, and we, we fall short every day, but there's certain things that, you know, there's certain things that I wouldn't, I wouldn't promote, you know, and there's certain things that I would be very cautious of. And, you know, having Roseanne on to interview her, sure, I understand that. You know, maybe I'm being a little bit too harsh in my criticisms, or maybe I'm not. But to throw a seance? No. No Christian should have any part of any type of seance or any type of divination. No. Uh, it's against, uh, you know, it's against uh, God. It's it, it's God f forbids it. I mean, look, uh, uh, the the the... the the damage that it caused to Saul when he uh, used the witch of Endor to conjure up um, Samuel, who did say, you know, I do believe that Saul did go to uh, Abraham's bosom because, you know, Samuel told him that, you know, him and Jonathan would, you know, he would see them in paradise, you know, his, his sons and, and Samuel, but it's neither here, to, I mean, uh, Saul, but it's neither here, to here nor there, but it is a sin. And Saul knew it was sinful against God. Okay, so it's sinful to do these things. So why would any born again Christian, especially someone who came out of the occult? Okay, I myself am a new ager. I myself am a, a, a is a former occultist. Okay, I am telling you right now that it is a grievous sin to do any type of witchcraft or magic or divination, and it opens you up to demonic. Uh, oppression if you are a christian and if you're not a born again christian it opens you up to demonic possession okay you can get a spirit of divination you can get a cunnilini spirit or spirit of python in you participating in these activities okay god forbid them for a reason you know we know that the sin of rebellion is akin to the sin of witchcraft okay when you're using witchcraft, you're saying, oh, God, I don't need to rely on you. I don't need to have faith on you. I'm going to get whatever I can by my will and my way. And that's a form of rebellion against God. Simply now, put. someone could say, John, that, uh, you know, doing seances and that as a Christian is maybe just a, another sin, like uh, uh, someone who's not married and having sex. Is, are they the same thing? That's the question is, is what, what are abominations to God and what are sins, right? And I believe witchcraft is an abomination, which would put it up at 
I don't want to say a higher, higher level, but you know, there are things that are abominations and there are things that are sin. And even below that, there are things that certain Christians are convicted of, of being sinful that other Christians are not by their walk right. with the Holy spirit and their walk with Jesus Christ. Okay. But the last time I checked, witchcraft was an abomination. I'm glad you brought up that word. Now, the guest that they have on is name is uh, Dave Bryan, Pastor Dave Bryan. And I want to give you a little bit of a background. Now, he's really long-winded. <laughs> he just tells stories and stories, and he drags them on. He's a fantastic storyteller. I will say that. Yes. Um, so I'm going to limit the clips I have. I have a whole bunch pulled. But I want to premise this with my my anger when I saw this video wasn't all about this video. Obviously, the thing that George did at the beginning, that just pissed me off. And I've got a little bit of a personal thing there. And, and but, you know, I got to check my spirit on it, too. But, you know, the whole come out in the name of Jesus, you know, this... What happens with this type of a ministry, and th the main topic of this is, can a Christian be possessed? And some of you are going to say no, right off. And I, the answer might be a little bit more elusive as we get into it. However, what happens in, in the movie, Come Out in the Name of Jesus, I never saw it. I just saw the trailer. Uh, but the same, it relates to this in the fact that born-again Christians become possessed and that without saying be afraid be very afraid is telling you to be afraid and that god's power is not ultimate 100 yes and it diminishes the salvation message which is the most important our entire faith derives on the salvation message so that's why we need to tackle this and it diminishes the power of the Holy Spirit within us and be us being temples of the living God since we're born again, right? Um, you know, it, it makes Satan more powerful or equal in power to God, which is which is laughable. You know, and I'm not, you know, diminishing uh, Satan. Obviously, he walks upon the earth, seek him to whom he can devour, right? You know, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But we know that God is ultimately powerful, and we know that God is ultimately whom we should fear because he can cast us into hellfire. Now, granted, you know, for born-again believers, that won't happen, but we should still have fear of God. That's one of the gifts of the Holy oh, yeah. Spirit that, you know, that we're given is a fear of God. There's nothing wrong you know, to, to have, you know, righteous fear. There's nothing wrong with that. For example, I'm afraid to put my hand on a hot burner. There's nothing morally wrong with that fear, uh, <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, but, but it, it, you're right, Jeff, it diminishes God's power, diminishes, you know, how holy and righteous God is, you know, because I, you know, again, what the enemy can do to me, you know, I, I fear not because the one whom is within me is stronger, you know, and what, what's the worst that they can do? Kill me? Well, I have eternal yeah. life. So what is there to fear, brother? Death has no sting anymore. But yeah, we fear the Lord for sure. Uh, so I'm actually going to bypass because I'm, I'm weary of the, the time. Uh, I'm going to bypass a couple of clips. So I'm just going to tell you 
what those clips are. So first of all, you know, he sets, he tells about his ministry and stuff like that. That takes about 25 minutes. <laughs> Just so you know, he's long winded. And then He's having a church service, and this lady who's just been in the church, she looks like she's been hit by a car. Uh, they do a salvation uh, thing. She comes up, and she gets saved. He gives, the pastor gives her a card and says, call me if you have any, you know, if you ever need help, you don't have to walk in life alone. She calls him the next day saying that she is being hunted by witches and she's at the courthouse, and he has to come and get her. I could say a whole bunch of stuff about that, but also uh, right before, sorry, right before this lady comes into his church and gets born again, this apostle and a prophet, as his words, from Chile flies up to give him this book uh, that is, uh, oh, what's the name of the book again? It'll come up at the end. Um but it's uh apostle Jeff apostle and a prophet. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what he told him. He, he said, God told me I had to come here and tell you Dave Bryan uh, and wrote it in a book that you were to read this book because you're going to meet the devil in seven days. So now, first of all, I just have a problem with actually I, it would be, I'm, I'm an author. I wish God would endorse my book, <laughs> you know, as well. like ultimate endorsement, but God tends to point people to his book. Of course, which is most <laughs> important. So anyways, the, the girl comes in, she gets born again, a whole bunch of stuff. She's ends up living in their house and they're having demonic episodes in their house every night at two o'clock. This goes on for months, and then he's going to a conference, and he's got the whole family in the van, and she is riding shotgun in the front seat with him, and I'm going to pick up the story here because this gets wild, and, and I'm just going to let you know, the first time I heard it, I couldn't find the clip again because I wanted to find that clip. But the first time I heard the story, it stood out to me because he told it very differently. And I'll tell you what he said after you listen to this. Um, so a, a week later, I, we just got back and um, this, I gave an altar call at church and uh, probably, uh, I think, uh, a half dozen people um committed to give their lives to the Lord. One of the ladies that answered that altar call looked like she had been in. Oh, sorry. I played the wrong clip. That was one of the ones. So that was just basically her getting, getting born again. Uh, I wanted to skip that and I wanted to go to the van story. So I believe this is going to be the van story here. So what can I say? I never edit my podcasts. You get to see my uh, flaws as we go through Me these. Me too. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. This this is the uh, low budget. <laughs> Here is the van story. So again, they've got this girl. They've had all kinds of episodes. Now they're in the van. Anyway, uh, as soon as we hit the line of the Winnemucca Indian Nation, 
there was this really powerful demonic manifestation. All the the uh, doors, the back doors, the side doors, the front doors, all the doors on the van opened at once. Suddenly, we're doing 120 miles an hour. All the seat belts came off. Everybody, stuff was flying out of the van, and one of the things flying out of the van was this little lady, Ramona, and uh, something. Uh, tried to push her out of the van doing 120 miles an hour. So fortunately, she's a small woman. And I, I reached over and grabbed her hand as she was going out. And and I was I was trying to pull her back into the van with one, one my right hand, trying to, to keep from crashing the van with my left hand. And, you know, trying to stop the thing is really wild. I just pulled her back in. Um, where she was laying across the seat and uh, I had hold of her left hand with the right hand. She reached under my seat and uh, pulled out a, a high power Browning nine millimeter. And, uh, and so, so I, you know, uh, uh, tried to kill me with it. So I grabbed the gun we were wrestling at. I got the van stopped. It was really wild. Got the, the uh, gun out of her hand. And I said to this spirit, I said, who in the hell are you? And this spirit said, I'm the power spirit of the Winnemucca Indian Nation. And I said, and, and why did you jump on her? So, well, because she's defiled by the blood of a virgin sacrifice. And this spirit was speaking through her, right? Jeez. And uh, I, I had had it, you know. So it's like, I'm done casting out demons. I'm going to cast out the woman, the demon, everything. I'm just, I'm just ready to be done with it. So <clears throat> I said, uh, I don't know anything about a virgin sacrifice. This spirit said, oh yeah, but she does. And I said, well, um, uh, so you tried to kill us. And he said, I, I almost did. I said, okay, but, but almost doesn't work, right? So you tried to kill us and you failed. We're all alive. We're all fine. Uh, and lost some stuff along the roadside that blew out of the van, but that was an epic fail, if that's the best you can do. And I said, uh, here's the deal. I'm new at this, but we've cast out quite a few demons by now. And I think we can cast you out. Oh, no, you can't cast me out. I'm I'm the power spirit of the Winnemucca Indian nature. And I said, okay, well, for being all that in a bag of chips, you just tried to kill us and failed. And every demon on this reservation just saw that. So I said, here's, here's, I'm, I might be right about this. I might be wrong about this, but I think that if I want to be late for the first meeting, we can stay here and we can, we can cast you out of Deborah joy because we have the power of the spirit of the almighty God and the resurrected Christ. And I think we can cast you out. And uh, no, you can't. I said, well, you want to roll those dice? I, I guess here we go. Because um, we're, we're not letting you kill uh, Ramona. And uh, I said, you know, if we cast you out right here in front of all the demons on this Indian reservation, you're going to be one whip pup. You're going to be humiliated before every demon on this reservation. He said, well, if I let her go, will you promise not to ever bring her back? And I said, yeah, I, that's not it. Yeah, fine. Uh, I won't bring her back. If you bring her back, I'll kill her. I said, well, I'm not going to bring her back. But 
uh, we can do this the easy way or the hard way, but um, but I I think we can cast you out. Oh, I don't know about that, but I'm going to let you pass. And so suddenly it was gone. And Ramona, you know, came back to her consciousness, back to her senses, right? And and she said, what happened? I said, that's a long story, Ramona, but. <laughs> oh, there's so much there. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Um. Well, I'll let you go first. I have a lot of thoughts on it. Okay. Mine might be short. I'll let you I'll let you do a long thesis on it. Okay. So a couple of things. One, um, very common in deliverance ministries to have lengthy conversations with demons. A little odd. Okay, I'll say a little odd. Um to me, that's always, you know, I used to, you know, when I was first got saved. I was really big into deliverance ministries um, and uh, coming out of the new age. And I'm not saying there aren't some truth. And I'm not saying that, you know, I, I still have um, uh, an affinity for some of Win Worley sermons, you know, especially on forgiveness, you know, I, you know, and um, everything. But having long drawn conversations with demons isn't really something that we see within the Bible. Um, okay, now most of the time casting out demons. Now, sometimes it requires prayer and fasting for it to occur. We see that in the New Testament. With the more powerful well. ones, sure. I, I'm not denying that at all. Okay, that's biblical. All right, but um, kind of having an interrogation with a demon, um, knowing that demons, I'm not saying everything that comes out of their mouth is a lie, but knowing they lie, uh, you know, is is kind of odd, odd to me. Uh, you know, um, especially lengthy, very lengthy, very lengthy conversations. Okay. Um, not to say that maybe that's never happened. I'm not, I'm not saying, I don't know if it has or hasn't, but to me, that's odd. Okay. That, that's odd. Um, it kind of diminishes the power of the Holy spirit in someone and diminishes the power of God of being able to, um, uh, you know, uh, cast demons out of people. Okay. Which is God doing it. We're, we're not doing it, but God's working through us to be able to cast out the demons. So I find that to be odd. Uh, another thing is for, I don't know, you go ahead. What, what were you going to say, Jeff? Am, am I off base there? No. That, so, but yeah, um, bargaining with a, with a demon. Um, first of all, you, you don't make bargains with demons. Of course not. No. And, and I'll, I'll just give you it's something I've never shared on, on my show. But before I was a Christian, I knew of God. I, I, I had an experience with God as a kid, and I, and I kind of wanted to find him, and I didn't find him. I found Catholicism. People know that about my story. But there was one time in particular I was in my basement, and I was uh, practicing my guitar. And I felt a really evil presence enter the room. Like, like, like the air got cold. You could feel it. There's no denying it was a demonic presence that came into the room. And you know what I did? This is being not born again. I started yelling, Jesus, Jesus, because that is what you do. <laughs> you don't just stand there and casually talk to, especially a power spirit that brags, oh, I'm the power spirit of the Winnemucky Indians. I'm the head chief. Uh, I don't see demons. I don't just, 
doesn't add up. I'm not saying that there isn't truth in this story. And by the way, the first time I heard the story, I could not find the clip. I have a feeling they're scrubbing some things because he has told the story differently. But mm -hmm. this time she was falling out of the truck. The first time her feet went through the floor like the Flintstones. And that's why I remembered. It was like the Flintstones. But, and then the other part of this is the the chief spirit of the Winnemucky, power spirit of the Winnemucky says, okay, you know, I'll let you go as long as you promise not to bring her back. Well, they wanted her. Why would they promise? Why would the Winnemucky say not to bring her back? Yeah. But and if you do, I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna kill her. It just you, you you see some sensationalism, and just like A.A. A. Allen, they tell lots of stories. And if you go watch this man preach, you'll see him talk for an hour and a half. Little scripture. Oh, he'll he'll pull up, he'll spend about 30 seconds on scripture. He'll use one scripture to justify a half an hour, another scripture to justify another half an hour, and his stories and stories. And 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 I'll tell you the truth, John. I watched hours of him to really understand, but I, I actually got some good stuff out of it. He told a lot of deep truths in what he said. So I'm not saying it's all bad, and I'm not saying he's all bad. But this is a claim to fame. And here's the tie-in. You see, this lady who has was born again and has been struggling with possession turns out to be the daughter of Anton LaVey, the Satanist who wrote the Satanic Bible. And you know, first of all, I want to make a, a blunt statement here, John, because I researched this and re I wanted to be sure, folks, I know what I'm talking about. I am sure I've read every scripture pertaining to this uh, in advance of this show. A Christian cannot be possessed. You, brothers and sisters, can not be possessed. A person cannot astral project into your being. Yeah. Now, Jesse and George should have known that and probably should have said, Christian, you know, don't be alarmed by this because this is an alarming story. When you hear of someone who gets born again, then they're tormented. It defeats the power of salvation. It defeats the power of the blood. Amen. Now, I did some extensive research on this, and um, really over the last week, and I talked to a couple survivors uh, who come out of SRA. I will tell you one of them, one of their names, because it's it was Cisco uh, Wheeler, who many of you will know. Um, and she explained some stuff to me, but I didn't understand it. And I actually argued with her. Uh, it was about 24 hours later when we talked and I said, okay, I, I understand more of what you're saying. And she explained it in a different way. Uh, but I've talked to two survivors and also someone who has dealt with this 
in working with survivors and working out the filing system, essentially, that when in the satanic person and someone like this person who was born into this cult conceived in a specific way, um, they're cursed inside the womb. And then they go experience horrific rituals and their minds are fractured. And what happens is, and, and I'm not I'm not an expert, so don't say this is the gospel, and the gospel doesn't address the fractured mind that I could find. But when someone becomes born again, there's other parts of their mind that are operating because they've been specifically fractured by Satan and his demons. And in those parts, to the best of my understanding, there can be a possession because that was actually claimed by Satan and given to him, and he had authority over it at one point in time. Now, can it be broken by the power of God? Yes, it can. But in those extreme cases, there's a, there's a process. And thankfully, God has shown some people what that process is. So I wanted to put all that on the table um, to, so, to say that I don't think that everything in this story is fake, but I don't think a lot of it is true. Yeah, I would, I would say um, that to the story too as well. Um, to what you say about fractured spirits, uh, or a, a fractured mind, should I say? Possibly, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't believe in uh, total depravity. Um, and I don't think you do either, Jeff, uh, that, that, that Calvinists do. Um, and so again, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, it, even if a child, let's say they are cursed in the womb by, by some sort of ritual, um, in the, in the end, the child dies. Again, I think that I would assume like any child that they would go to heaven. Right. Yeah. So no, it's very complicated and, 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 you know, see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but this it's is something a we may not fully now. never understand either. You know, you no, know, and, like... and, and listen, we don't understand things in the higher parts, like especially when when you know this girl is used in to kill someone in a sacrifice and stuff like that. And willing and unwilling, listen, first of all, I I believe a kid under the age of 13, and I, and maybe I'm just making this up, but I think that I've read it. <laughs> maybe I've heard it. I don't know. But there is definitely, in God's eyes, in my opinion, an age of consent. Yeah, age of know, accountability, at, yes. Of accountability. And, you know, uh, this person is an adult now. But I just want to say, as a born-again Christian, you cannot do this. If you've been through terrible sex magic ceremonies and sacrifices and drinking blood and stuff like that, that goes into areas that the Bible has not addressed um, other to, than to say it's an abomination to him. But I do believe that God does deliver people out of those things and has uh, because God oh, yeah. is ultimately well, I, I know I'm not saying I'm not saying this audience listening oh, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it has, uh, you know, and I definitely believe that it has. Um, you know, I, I believe uh, if you've ever read the account of uh, – 
personal account of the preacher that spoke the gospel to Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, I believe Jeffrey Dahmer is likely uh, likely in heaven right now. Wow. Um, based and that off could his, happen. Absolutely. Based off his own personal testimony and what Jeffrey Dahmer believed. And Jeffrey Dahmer actually started uh, preaching the gospel in prison before he was murdered. Maybe the enemy came against him, uh, you know, in prison. Uh, you know, and I assume based off of his MK Ultra and the hand of death cult that he had a fractured uh, mind as yeah. well, too. Uh, you know, and so, I mean, it, these are discussions that I think, you know, um, need to be had. You know, we need to, of course, check it, with, you know, with, with scripture. We need um, to be the Brian. Mm -hmm, very much so. Um, but, you know, as far as you'll hear sometimes that a person is beyond saving and you and I talked about this before it. Now we know taking the mark of the beast, you've allied yourself with the antichrist, your fate is sealed. Okay. Biblically, we know that to be true uh, as well as, um, um, blaspheming the Holy spirit. Now, some people say that was the Pharisees that saw Jesus in the works of the Holy spirit and called him beals above at that time. Uh, and that's what, uh, this, the, the scripture means. Other people believe that it's someone who just denies Jesus as the Messiah, um, you know, there's, there's various interpretations uh, of that specific scripture, but we know that God is all powerful. He wishes for none to perish and for all to come to eternal life. Okay. We're, we're not Calvinists. He didn't make some people in the womb to be vessels of wrath and, and to go to hell and others to go to heaven. Okay. To be special elect vessels. Okay. That's Gnosticism. All right. But, uh, we know that there are people that can come out of the most horrific circumstances, like someone like Jeffrey Dahmer, for example, who could be the one sheep that Jesus left in 99 to save. Okay. And we are also, through the parable of the prodigal son, we're supposed to rejoice when these people become saved, you know? And, you know, and so you and I are not denying that by any stretch of the imagination. We're just saying a lot of things that are within the story just don't match scripture and they just don't add up. And a lot of it sounds very much akin to the teachings of the NAR or, you know, the, the latter rain movement previously beforehand of a you know, embellishing and exaggerating things, uh, you know, from the word of God, uh, you know, and it, it, it's, it's, it's sad. It's tragic. Yeah. And what, what I found really interesting about this, and the reason why we brought up A.A. A. Allen at the beginning, is you see the ministry partner of Dave Bryan is his wife, Cheryl, who's the daughter of A.A. A. Allen. Now, this is Anton LaVey's, and, and God could have orchestrated this whole thing. Possibly. Absolutely. But... Um, this guy's made a pretty good living off this for the last 30 years going around telling this story. And it's just so funny that the tie-in between A.A. A. Allen and Anton LaVey and the Church of Satan and now this. And, you know, he starts off his story being humble. I've never done this, but his wife had seen this, all this stuff, because she was in the ministry. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have apostles coming to him, bringing him books, right? When well, we know there are new, new, no, there are no new apostles. Okay. Well, I might that... disagree with you there. Okay. I, that... I don't, I don't agree in the NAR sense. Um, I do believe that the fivefold ministry is still active, and and I say that because God wouldn't have put it in 
to scripture to say, okay, well, but it doesn't count past the first century. Well, I'm talking about the apostles themselves, as far as you know, the ones that were taught. The eyewitnesses. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, um, the eyewitnesses are gone, but but there is very specific criteria to be an apostle, and all these people who are self-proclaimed apostles, Paul actually warns about them. Yes, <laughs> as well. So very much so. Uh, yeah, and and that's what the nar is. It's the apostles and the prophets. They their word trumps God's word. Quite honestly, there's new revelation. Uh, yeah. You know, which I myself am not against uh, prop, prophets, or I still, still think the gift of prophecy still exists. However, I think most prophets spend most of their time just preaching the gospel, <laughs> which is pretty much what we see in the Bible. The most of God's prophets, majority of the time, they were just, you know, trying to, you know, preach about God and what God commands us to do, specifically in the Old Testament. And then every now and then they would get something from God that they would have to you know, give out, you know, to the people, you know, they would have to profit, you know, give prophecy out, they'd have to prophesy, you know. And so I do believe that prophets do exist today, but majority of the prophets, majority of the apostles that you see out there, they're false. They're false. And a lot of them come from the NAR. So. Yeah. But in, in the, uh, in the old Testament uh, book of NAR, uh, John, where, uh, where the prophets had to you know, they had conference commitments and they had to have a new prophecy for that conference. And, you know, it's like, uh, God's not, it, it isn't prophecy on demand, folks. No, that's not how it works. But to them, <laughs> or it's like miracles on demand too. Like how many, you know, really, you know, huge, you know, miracles were there in the Bible? They were, they were few and far between, you know, but the, the NAR, most NAR conferences, you're having, I don't know how untold amounts of miracles happening at these NAR. I mean, it's all, it's all false, you know, and for the no most part, not all of it. I'd say a lot of it or most of it is false. Yeah. So anyways, this, this, uh, this story goes on and I'm, I'm not going to play the rest of the clips cause he's just too long winded, but the story goes on and, you know, he almost gets arrested. She gets Anton LaVey on Christmas, or no, not Christmas, on Halloween, you know, astral projects into her body. She calls the cops. Anton LaVey, through her, calls the cops. They show up. He's going to get arrested for rape and stuff like that. They don't arrest him. They take the girl away, and the story falls apart here. It would take about 10 minutes of the clip for you to get it. But they drop her off at this motel where the coven is. Like the, if you just accuse someone of rape and stuff like that, first of all, they're probably not letting this guy go that easily, but they're also going to take her into the station and file a report. They don't just drop her off at the motel. Uh, maybe there's some stuff he left out. I don't know, but he was also warned by the cops. Look, you can't go near her. You can't contact her, but he goes right after her and maybe uh, love. Okay. Maybe there's some truth to it. But then they cut the cord. They prayed to God, and God cut the cord. And that prevented, according to the story, Anton LaVey from entering back into his body. And that's how he died. And of course, the Church of Satan said that he actually had a heart attack. But who knows? I, I tend to believe that they could cut the cord. Uh, okay, God can do it. That That's... I tend to believe that. But then what's really interesting, just like he bargained with the demons, right after Anton LaVey leaves this girl, 
or lady, I should say. Then his wife, or or sorry, his daughter, astral projects into uh, this lady, Ramona. And he talks to that spirit and he says, you better get out or I'm going to cut your cord. Wouldn't you just pray to cut that cord? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I, 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 to me, yeah, if that's what, what, what was occurring. Um, <laughs> but the whole story, again, it's like she's being possessed by the spirit of another person who's astral projecting, not a demon, but another person. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know much about it, but okay. You know what? I got to share one more little clip here because I think this will tie it all in. <laughs> so after they finish the story, um, they just said, "Hey, uh, any last words, uh, Dave Bryan?" And he, you know, he says uh, this is about a power of Jesus's love. He says some really good things, um, which I believe are true. But then here's the giveaway. Listen to this. Move territory, yeah. And we said, wow, hallelujah, that worked. And we were, you know, just ecstatic with joy. And suddenly... A woman's voice came through Ray Ray, and she said, I hate you. Oh, darn. I got the wrong screen up again. I guess something I want to make note real quick, Jeff, is the silver cord uh, comes from one of my favorite books of the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes yes. uh, 12.6. Or ever the silver cord be loosened, or the golden bowl be broken, and the, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the will broken at the cistern, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's plausible. I think you have to have something. It, it just makes sense to me. Uh, I, I don't know. What what do you get out of that, John? Where, are you getting some? I think it's possible, but I don't necessarily know. I mean, you can take that from Ecclesiastes. Uh, that That's what... Um, the you know the old testament uh says you know that's what i believe who wrote ecclesiastes with solomon uh that's what he was discussing right and so uh i mean yeah maybe may, you know maybe you you know um but again i, I just I, again i just don't, i don't i don't i i put it as possible but i don't know does that make sense well there's not a lot of detail in the bible but i can say this um the occultists definitely believe this. Mm -hmm. So let here here's the clip of him at the very end of the show. Uh, Dave Bryan, do you have any final words? And he says the love and everything, as I just repeated. But then listen to this. He had a new revelation. Jeff, I can't hear it for some reason. It's not playing. Oh, it didn't come through? No, it did not. Oh, okay. I appreciate you saying that. Let me, uh, I got to reset that. Let's I, do it live. <laughs> <clears throat> yep, that was uh, 
I know exactly what and, happened. And you are right. I know that if you're reading various theosophical writings, that they talk about the silver cord as well, too. Um, you know, and, and again, I, I just possibly, you know, I mean, that was, it seems like what Solomon was alluding to. Um, you know, but there's only a short of, you know, I, I don't think there's, I remember there's, I don't think there's anything else out of the Ecclesiastes that talk about the silver cord. So. All right. I'm just going to back this up just a hair. Well, yeah, what I would like to share, George and Jesse, is really uh, what Jesse touched on to me. Um, th this whole story is a show of power, but it it's not the power of uh, doing stuff and, and winning a showdown. It's the power of love, the, the love of Christ for somebody that w was broken and forgotten and and um, most people would have thought there's no way she can uh, ever have a, a meaningful, fulfilled life. But but Jesus loved her. And, you know, I found out after this, and I just throw it in, um, a prophet named Benny Hand, when she was trying to figure out how to get out of the occult and really couldn't find any churches that would uh, take her in. She said, I quit going to churches because they would call 911. They'd turn me over to mental health or to the sheriff's department. But she went to a, a big uh, conference in uh, Coliseum and uh, Sacramento. And a prophet called her out of this vast sea of people. That's the prophet Benny Hinn, if you didn't catch it. Yeah, go ahead. And out of a vast sea of people, he said, you need to go to this guy's church. He just hmm. found that out. So that's a new addition to the story uh, just recently. <laughs> so a story that keeps building, which I, keeps the, building. the story, you, you can't add more information, right? As, as it is, as, as you come across it. Sure. But usually a person who tells a personal story, if it truly happened to them, a majority of the details should always remain the same. Right. And usually that's how you can tell if someone's telling the truth or someone is not. Now, sometimes, you know, a, a few things may, may change depending on memory recollection, obviously, or they might add a little bit more to the story because they might remember certain details through one telling than another. But when a lot of different details start changing through a person's story over a period of time and new things add to it to make it more grandiose then you should start considering something's not right here. Yeah. Or when you tell a story, you find out what resonates with people and what doesn't. So for instance, the Flintstone feet, maybe people uh -huh. weren't, weren't, I don't know about that. So it's now she's falling out the door. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Focus groups on storytelling. <laughs> I, I just don't know. Uh, again, I think that there's some truth to this and I'm not saying that uh, this guy's a bad guy. Um, be careful, folks, and don't be afraid. I'll leave you with one last thing, Jeff. And of course, yes. Um, and, uh, you know, for your audience, too, as far as this is concerned, is I have um, been told that, um, and of course, it would make it would make sense with um, 
Dave Bryan, as far as where he's located in California, um, him being, um, I've heard connections between him and Morningstar, um, Rick Joyner, uh, Rick and him Joyner. and some other gentlemen who I cannot remember. I have to try to go back and find. Uh, That's Knight Alta, Rick Joyner. Yeah, we'll talk about that further more of that in a minute uh, of how, which would make sense with his kind of NAR holiness pentecostal type connections right and kind of makes sense um and so um you know them spending time in california uh them supposedly uh going to uh graveyards and doing what is akin to grave soaking which is kind of getting power from so-called born again prophets and apostles and ministers uh kind of taking in their power of their mantles okay um, and you know, which would make sense. Um, now I could not find Dave Bryan of being in the American Knights of Malta, which you can look up at osjflorida.org, which is known as the Florida, um, order of St. John of Jerusalem Knights Hospitaller, uh, com uh, commandery of Florida. Okay. So it's like the OSJ branch in America. Okay. Now, the Knights of Malta sued the Florida Knights of Malta, saying, oh, you have no connections whatsoever, okay? Well, they lost in court. The Knights of Malta lost to the Florida Knights of Malta, okay, that were able to prove that they were, a re or, you know, a related to the original order that was founded in 1048 AD, okay? So they are part of the Knights of Malta. They lost that case. Okay, and imagine how much money the Knights of Malta have compared to the Florida Priory. That's oh, yeah, the Catholic, the Vatican. But they lost, though. They lost, all right? And so we should take whomever is in this Knights of Malta, we shouldn't just toss them to the side and thinking, okay, well, they're just LARPing of Knights of Malta. They are Knights of Malta, okay, at least in the legal sense, okay? And so people that you may recognize who are part of the Florida uh, order— you mentioned Rick Joyner. Another name is Lance Wallnow. Another name is um, a General uh, uh, Boykin, uh, who Boykin was also Council for National Policy member. Okay, Jerry Boykin. And so, you know, these people are, you know, kind of like American Knights of Malta. Like, they're in with the Catholic Church. Okay, now they claim to be Protestants. But then why are they Knights of Malta, which is a whole nother discussion in and above itself. And you can go to the website and look at their galas and look like who's been a part of it. But it seems to be that major members within the false patriot movement and major members within the NAR are part of this Knights of Malta group. Okay. And so, you know, that in and of itself, yes, you could say, well, that's not a direct, you know, connection to Brian in and of himself. Right. But through Morningstar and Rick Joyner, and they've had some relationship with each other, I would say, yeah, it's a it's a it's it's a moderate to loose connection, but it's there. Now, the last thing I'll I'll say is Bards FM that that hosts their Bards Fest. Okay, they had one in Yuba City, California, and Brian was a major part of that Bards Fest. Okay, now I covered Bards Fest on my channel on one of my Beasts in the Harlot series. I don't remember exactly what episode it was, Jeff. Okay, but I remember Dr. June Knight used to talk about them a lot. 
And Bart's FM and Bart's Fest, they, they kind of put together these uh, festivals, uh, you know, that has, you know, preachers there, some false, some not preaching the gospel. And, 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 and you know, people are probably be becoming saved, you know, born again at, at these festivals. But they're also mixing in um, kind of like the, the, the NAR crowd. And they're mixing in people from the false patriot side too, as well, right? Okay, and they're 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 putting in a lot of the new age doctors as well too that Dr. June Knight talks about. And some of those doctors appear to be Christian, but if you really listen to them and hear what they say, they're probably likely not. Okay, mm -hmm. and so him being yoked up with the kind of like the modern patriot side of things through Bart's FM and Bart's Fest kind of makes me pause about Brian as well. I wouldn't recommend anybody on my <coughs> channel really, you know, gleaning any teaching from him. You know, if they want to go, you know, listen to him or watch him, you know, you know, sure. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say a, a babe in Christ, probably not, but he's not someone that I'd recommend as, uh, as a pastor that I'd recommend someone to. And so these connections of what's being set up through what, you know, some people have titled um, the, the false great awakening, the coming beast system. If we are living in the end of days, the, you know, the end times, then, you know, Brian, whether he realizes it or not, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here, even though we brought up a lot of interesting connections tonight, brother. It's concerning that he's yoked himself up with, as Dr. June Nikes calls it, the freedom bars. Uh, he, by the way, he was also just uh, a speaker at the Reawaken tour. There you go. Enough said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just I caught a clip of it. I didn't have it up and ready, but uh, and General Flynn spoke at his church, and uh, they famously gave uh, Flynn a gun, and Flynn says, "Hey, maybe I can get someone in D.C. with this." That was wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa! Really? Yeah. I okay. Oh, okay. It's certain to, uh, it, people are a, a, little, a little, a little less, together. a little less, a little less, a little less grace given. That's all I'm saying. There's, you know, I probably more that could be found. Okay, <laughs> but you know, just anybody listening out there, you know, it's just that's why we have to be in the Word. You know, that's why we have to be watchmen and watch women on the wall, eager awaiting Jesus Christ to come. You know, we have to be Bereans as well. You know, we're supposed, you know, I mean, and look, I'm not saying that Jeff and I have everything completely figured out. Lord knows we do not. Okay. No. <laughs> but that being said, though, however, there are certain things, you know, that if you're in the word and you're, and you're walking with Jesus Christ and you're, you're listening to the Holy Spirit and you're communing with the Holy Spirit, some of these things that these people teach really just don't match up. Well, it, it, you know what? I covered the whole NAR thing. I called it the devil's magic trick because they just, it's so slight and they just slip it in every once in a while. It, it's so dangerous. But um, I, I want to tell, let the listeners know, because I gave out your YouTube, uh, but you also do some other stuff and I want, want you to be able to plug that. But if you'll just allow me, of course, I want to give a message to Jesse and George real quick. Um. Look, I, I know I did a, a video on George before. Uh, many of you asked me to do a hit piece on Jesse. The, the truth is I actually really care for Jesse. I pray for her a lot. 
And whenever George gets me upset, I end up praying for him too. Uh, I'm saying this truthful, and this is from the heart. George, I don't think I don't think you've ever prayed on your program, but you you talk like you're a Christian. You've apparently given your testimony that was quite moving uh, at one of your conferences, but you've never prayed or or anything, and your fruit shows differently, brother. Um, and and Jesse, you do have some good fruit, but you have a lot of people who are throwing accusations at you. And what I'm going to suggest, this is particularly for George, but Jesse, it might not be a bad idea for you as well. George, I'm going to challenge you, and I'm saying this in love, brother. to put an end to the speculation. Look, if you are an occultist, just be an occultist. Run with it. Get the reward in this life that is promised to you. Get it. But if you're a Christian or you desire to be, why don't you set the record straight? And if you desire to be a Christian, Go on air and say the sinner's prayer. Pray to God for your salvation. Now, if you've already done that, it doesn't hurt to do it again. And Jesse, you have a lot of accusations against you. If you went on and said the sinner's prayer, maybe it would put some people to rest and let you get on with your mission. But George, it's time. And look, there's no shame in it. I was born again actually 25 years ago this year. I backslid for a number of years. A lot of things have happened in my life. And I've said the sinner's prayer many times along with a pastor in a church or something like that. There's no shame in it. And certainly, People see me pray all the time, and we have prayer meetings twice a week that are open to the public. George, set the record straight. Don't uh, don't try to walk a fine line, because if you actually don't believe that God has power, and you actually you're walk you're playing a dangerous game. You're playing a dangerous game. And God wishes that none should perish. And I don't want you to perish either. So that is my message to you guys. Beautifully said, Jeff. And and, and yes, I mean, um, God wishes for none to perish and for all to come to eternal life. And so should all Christians as well, too. Um, you know, and we should pray uh, that God shows grace to those um, who are not born again, just like he did uh, for us as well, uh, in the hope that they do become born again. Um, you know, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, showing repentance, even if one is born again, of changing their mind, of humbling themselves and being thankful for God uh, saving them. 
Uh, and, and, you know, and if someone, you know, if we're supposed to, to, to check ourselves, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit uh, in us, if we truly are born again, does bear witness. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, if you ask me, is Jesus Christ the only way, the truth and the life, just as much as I know you would say, yes, Jeff, I, I would as well. Uh, and we can't serve two masters. The Bible is very clear on that. We can't serve, uh, you know, both Satan and God. We can't serve mammon and God, uh, you know, and so we can't serve God and ourselves. We can't serve God and some other demon. We can't serve God and Satan. We can only serve God or serve ourselves or some sort of demon or Satan or whomever. Okay. And so we have to choose. And those who born, became born again, on the day they became born again, they chose to serve God on that day. That is whom they chose to serve. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's very important. And it's the most important thing, and Jeff, you and I have talked about this, it is the most important thing a person can do in their entire life is choosing to serve God and become born again. Okay. And so, you know, again, we, we should not have any uh, fellowship with Belial as born-again Christians. So therefore, we should not partake in witchcraft or divination or anything that is abomination unto the Lord. Okay. Um, and, you know, if there are any Christians who have, repent of it, turn away from it. Okay. Um, you know, and they're probably, you know, there's sins that we do on a daily basis, Jeff. And it's not that we got massive planks in our eye and we're calling, you know, specks out in the eyes mm -hmm. of others. Okay. There's sins that we probably commit on a daily basis that we don't even realize that we do, Jeff. And there's no, probably some, some I premeditate even. And I'm and honest. Yeah, I was about to say, there, there's probably some, sadly, brother, yeah. that we even decide to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But there is, we have faith in God and Jesus who is just and righteous that as born again, you know, um, brothers and sisters in Christ that God will not spiritually abort us, that we are adopted, that we're signed, sealed, and delivered, uh, you know. And so, you know, again, everything you said, yes, there is nothing wrong, and, and you want to make sure. And again, you know, it's, it, it is, an, I would say it's a grievous sin for someone who is not born again to act like they are and mislead other people into their own broad path of damnation. Okay. So remember that. It's about the harshest thing I can say is mm -hmm. yes, God will will judge also <laughs> as far as our rewards. And we, you know, we will be convicted, you know, in front of God, those who teach the word as well, too, and those who are pastors. Okay. But, you know, if you're someone who is misleading the sheep as a wolf. There will be harsh punishment as well, too. And I do believe that a, that there are different punishments oh, yeah. within hell, okay? When a person's cast into the lake of fire, okay? And there's different torments. And I do believe it's an everlasting torment. And I believe that you people continue to sin once they're in hell, okay? They blaspheme God, for example. But I would say, you know, misleading the sheep, being a wolf and knowing that you are a wolf, okay, would bring greater torment. And the only way to get out of that torment is to become born again, is to have faith that Jesus Christ is the only way, that he is the Messiah, and to serve God. Yeah, that's it. John, 
what a pleasure having you on. And, you know, I think, I, I don't know if I would have been able to do this show without you um, in many ways, because if I needed some, <laughs> I needed some balance here. <laughs> Let's face it. Uh, I was really, really riled up and upset about this uh, particular so was video. I- John, where we mentioned your uh, your YouTube channel, which is one Timothy six twenty to twenty one. Uh, the show is called uh, "We've Read the Documents." He's we read the documents on Twitter. I know that, but you also tell them any anywhere else they can look you up. Uh, we've read the documents on Odyssey, um, uh, which is, you know, if they kick me off of YouTube again, <laughs> that's where I will be. Uh, I'm also on Patreon and Substack. I'm also um, writing a book on the finders cults and the sex, sex trafficking and the CIA and the steering of the counterculture movement. I got about 150, 180 pages in. And so I'm publishing various works on my Substack. Um, and also, I am a Christian naturopathic author and health coach. Uh, that was my, one of my original jobs uh, before I was saved. I hopefully have purged all New Age modalities, uh, uh, you know, uh, from my uh, consulting services and from my website. But if you see any up there, please let me know uh, because I want to make sure that I, you know, that uh, you know, I m- most of the time it's dietary recommendations and herbs and supplements when it comes, to, and sometimes lifestyle changes when it comes to digestive health. Uh, but that's fix your gut off or coaching in my book. Um, and, you know, and I've been doing that for more close to a decade now. Uh, but still the greatest thing that I've ever done and, and what I can minorly do to pay back what God has given me uh, through salvation um, is, 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 is to, you know, to preach the gospel through, uh, you know, uh, we've read the documents in my ministry. And definitely thank you for having me on, Jeff. It's, it's been great, man. I, I loved it, brother. And God bless everyone who's out there listening. Yeah, thank you very much, John. And I really appreciate uh, having a new friend. And you know, so this is two people now. We've made friends with uh, with another Telegram channel, and now we're friends with another broadcaster <laughs> who's actually on the same page, which is the important thing uh, to mention. So, listen, thanks for being here, everyone. Uh, I really appreciate you. I know this show went a little bit long, but uh, remember, in the meantime to love your God, love your family. You're called to love your neighbor as yourself and make a difference in your community. 